to hear that people who probably didn't necessarily need the $600 are using those dollars as well to donate and to give those things back to people in the community. So we're hearing lots of stories like that as well. We live in St. Louis and we consider ourselves one of the most generous uh, communities in, in, in the country. One of the things that we are seeing and I think is really helpful is just to support small and local businesses, especially women and, and minority-owned businesses. What are you going to do with that $600 stimulus check? I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Federal stimulus funds have begun flowing into many Americans' bank accounts, and we got voicemails from some of you with very specific plans for using them. Hey, uh, my name is Josh. Uh, I'm calling from St. Louis, and uh, I plan on using that $600 stimulus check, uh, hopefully she comes in, um, to pay the remainder of my UMSL debt uh, so I can return to college at some point next year. Um, it's kind of... One of my goals of kind of getting my life back on track after a, let's say, crazy year. My name is Mary Fitzgerald, Kirkwood, Missouri. We're planning to use our stimulus check to pay off the big health bills we've had this year, especially the testing I had done for my son to find out he has a math disability, testing that the school district and SSD didn't know how to do and refused to do. I'm hoping now he can get some help. Thanks. Now, for the neediest St. Louisans, even very practical plans like Josh and Mary's might feel like a pipe dream. They're struggling just to put food on the table. And joining me today to talk about how the region is doing and how you could use your stimulus money to help is Ed Bryant. He's the vice president of stakeholder engagement for the United Way of Greater St. Louis. Ed, welcome. Thanks, Sarah. How are you doing? So, Ed, there are a lot of people with some serious needs here in St. Louis. What do you see as some of the main ways that they might use this $600? Well, so since since March, when we when we stepped up to kind of um, assist with the region's response to to the um, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, what we were seeing through our two on one center were some exacerbated needs around food and shelter and, and, and long-term affordable child, child care and job training programs as well as uh, just just basic needs, uh, uh, utilities and those kinds of things. Um, so when we uh, opened up our call center to take on um, the um, questions about COVID-19, we saw a significant increase in those calls, just that people calling in just to get questions about COVID and, and about where to get testing and those types of things. But we also saw a significant increase in calls for uh, clothing and personal household needs, uh, employment, because uh, as we know, a lot of people lost jobs, uh, particularly those people that were wage workers and working for small businesses. And we saw a lot of calls and in increases for food and meals, um, as well as housing and, and a lot of utility assistance calls as well. So what we anticipate will happen is that most people will take this $600 and do exactly what the two uh, um, um, uh, persons, Josh and Mary, did. They're going to probably pay down debt, mm-hmm. um, probably um, making sure that they get those things to pay for, such as their housing and back rent and shelter and those kinds of issues. And then also then paying uh, back bills for utilities and paying for back bills for health care and those types of needs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we are anticipating people are going to spend these dollars on. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really expensive things people have had to take on in, in recent months. And this seems like it's just going to put such a small dent into some bills people might have accumulated. 
Yeah, it's 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 you know we um, are anticipating that there may be another package sometime earlier, early um, um, early in the spring or or, or you know in a, in a few months. Um, but right now, also when we look at the um, at, at at this. Um, uh, at this bill, there were some other uh, assistance programs that were put into this bill around some rental assistance and some federal employment and insurance uh, 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 payments that are going to be extended until March. And the uh, eviction moratorium is extended until the end of January. Uh, there's some emergency rental assistance there. There's also some PPP uh, um, um, payments there for small businesses. So in addition to the $600, there also are some other resources that are going to be available for folks that are in need. Well, that's good. So this isn't just checks going to individuals. There's a lot of programs here where it sounds like uh, some of these these worthy places could benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then on top of that, I think you know one of the things that we saw as well as that the nonprofit philanthropic sector and the business sector stepped up to the plate and uh, helped us to put together some funds to actually get uh, monies directly into the hands of people in the most in need, um, as well as uh, you know getting food to uh, food food to shelters and doing a lot of different things to help to help our neighbors and to and to uh, help you know make sure that we were able to uh, prevail in the midst of this uh, uh, significant dislocation. I understand uh, that that money United Way STL has donated over one million dollars through emergency response efforts. That's a, that seems like a lot of money. Are those going to designated nonprofits or, or quick removing funds? Yeah, uh, so so some of those funds are actually going directly to uh, are going going to nonprofits. They're going directly to people that are they're in need. So so mm-hmm. just as we saw an increase in our calls, we were also seeing an increase in our funded agencies that make up what we call our social health and human services safety net here. So we were seeing a very significant increase in uh, what they were re- being requested from from their clients. Uh, uh, one agency in particular had an 852 percent increase in requests for food and rental utility assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those dollars that we were able to um, uh, uh, get from the community, where we were able to we were able to invest by 1.2 million dollars through our emergency response grants and more than 50 nonprofits serving um, people throughout the entire region. So those monies went directly to those nonprofits to help them meet that increased need. Hmm. Well, in addition to hearing from Josh and Mary, who were kind enough to leave voicemails, we also heard from a number of people on our St. Louis on the Air social media accounts. That includes our Facebook page. It's a private group, but it's very easy to join. You just answer a couple questions you're in, and then you can talk about. Um, stories that we're working on before they go on the air. We got some interesting responses on that. Uh, Brad wrote on our Facebook page, two of my closest friends both lost a week's pay to COVID-19. They're mostly fine now, but they need the money way more than I do. I'm giving it to them. Susan writes, I plan to have my pet ra- pet's rabies shots brought up to date. I have not been able to do that on my current income. Maureen says, I've been out of work for three weeks, a non-COVID illness, and I'll use the money for bills. I just paid my real estate tax, so I'm pretty much down to the bottom. Brandon writes on our Facebook page, I got laid off back in October, so I plan to pay part of one month's rent. I'm doing gig work, so ineligible for unemployment, but taking a massive pay cut. Ed, there's just so much need out there. I mean, hearing from these people... Yeah, there is, and also there. So I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the gig work because actually, uh, there actually is a provision in the new bill to actually provide some, some relief to 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 gig workers. Mm. So so in this new bill, there is some uh, additional resources there, uh, and it's also great to hear. You know, we live in St. Louis, and we consider ourselves one of the most generous uh, communities in the, in in the country. 
and to and to hear that people who probably didn't necessarily need the $600 or the $1,200 that we got uh, earlier this or earlier last year uh, because they didn't have any necess necessarily have any income interruptions are using those dollars as well to donate and to give those things back to people that, that, that they really feel like they need them and we've seen that as mm -hmm. well we've seen that I've seen that with with my colleagues at United Way that uh, that took those dollars and, and donated them either back to us or to agencies or directly to people in the community so we're hearing lots of stories like that as well boy that's so great and I know there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one giving that happens people set up a GoFundMe people give to mm -hmm. that people might just give the check directly to their friend we also heard this morning from uh, a man named John Glenn he uh, told us that he has put his stimulus check towards a veterans organization so there that's are awesome. also yeah these nonprofits that could use the help and for people who are thinking I want to do something good with this there's nothing super obvious right in front of me any ideas that you would suggest for somebody who might just be looking to do some good yeah so a couple of things um, you know uh, one of the things that we are seeing and I think is really helpful is just to support small and local businesses especially women and, and minority owned businesses throughout, throughout our region they're struggling uh, to, to keep the doors open and you know and when we look at the you know the nation's small business uh, sector uh, it's always been sort of a challenging a, a, a challenging sector for people just to, to, to remain open particularly in restaurants and service sectors so that's one area that they could do is to support those small businesses uh, and then also support the causes and nonprofits that are meeting the top and most critical needs and if you want to find out what those critical needs are you can call us uh, you can email us or, or contact us and we we have we can provide suggestions to you of the agencies that we are aware of that are meeting those needs of food and shelter and um, um, and as well as uh, just those basic needs around utility assistance those kind of things we can help you with that uh, also you can donate to our 100 neediest cases um, um, uh, it's a partnership that we had with the post dispatch for almost 100 years uh, it runs through the end of March um, and there are some things that we would be able to help you with there so uh, but there are lots of areas that people can um, um, uh, invest in uh, and just um, to help your to help our neighbors uh, we also heard from some other people with with some pretty unique plans uh, Cecilia says she's going to quote uh, spend it with a local small business to increase the energy efficiency of our home that's sort of a something you can spend mm -hmm. some money on now and it'll um, pay dividends over time one hopes yes, yes um, Jake writes on Twitter that he's planning planning on, quote, purchasing 1,715 postcard stamps for use to send out in a campaign supporting whoever runs against Josh Hawley in 2024. <laughs> That's apparently <laughs> referencing our last segment. I have no comment on that. But, um, Ed, the idea of maybe supporting a cause you believe in, that's something mm -hmm. that could also be a good use of money for people. Yeah, it could be, you know, and I think, you know, again, like, you know, because of our unique line of sight at United Way, you know, and because our because we run two on one for the entire state of Missouri, as well as for the St. Louis region, we we have a unique vantage point of seeing where those needs are. And uh, um, we have always seen these needs in these particular areas around food, health care, housing, income support uh, and, and utility assistance. But. COVID-19 exacerbated those things. And mm -hmm. so those are things that, you know, we, we really feel as we come out of this and come through this, as we get vaccines and we get vaccinated and we and we kind of begin to build the economy back up again, spring, summertime, that um, there's going to be some a sense of new resilience that we're going to need to be building. And I think we've learned some things during this time that uh, that we can leverage and we begin to kind of think about systems and approaches that we can work on. You know, one of my one of the things that I am really pleased about uh, that we're working on. So we support the safety net system that is our 167 funded agencies. But now we're also looking at the systems that exacerbate and the systems that, that, that actually 
create the conditions that that, that cause us to need that safety net. Hmm. And so we're starting to lean into that kind of work as well, along with other partners and other regional organizations. And so those these investments that people can make now in these causes are going to help us in the long, over the long term. So that's maybe a good reminder that as much as it's fun to joke about buying a bunch of uh, postage stamps, there are some big issues in this region. Uh, your donation may be better spent, um, <laughs> not just sending <laughs> postcards, but, but tackling some of these systems. The United Way seems like a great way to, to get started on getting more information about that. We also have a caller. I'm going to go to the phone lines here. Nick is calling from Wentzville. Um, Nick, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. How y'all doing? So yeah. I think you just doing well. Oh, good for you. Uh, uh, I think you just answered the question, right? So we've been very, very fortunate. Uh, we work remotely. We're two scientists that have been quarantined, but we would like to help people. Uh, so where can we get information to donate to? I do not like the GoFundMe stuff. Sometimes it's flashy, uh, but you know what I mean. I I come from the military, right? We got we got on site, characterized who needs help, delivered the help, and then moved on. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm uh, that's what I'm targeting, right? Where can we make make the most return on investment, right? Nick, that's that's a great question, and and Ed, I think as as Nick alluded to, that was exactly what you were speaking to there. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think people, if people want more information about the agencies that that we support and that we work with, they can go to helpingpeople.org. That's our. Uh, if you scroll around a little bit, you can find a list of all of our all of our funded agencies that work in a variety of different service and uh, uh, health and human services areas. You can kind of get a good sense of who's doing kind of like this frontline work. Uh, and then we can also, and you can also, if you want to actually volunteer, uh, we, we actually run the volunteer center for the greater St. Louis area as well. So if you actually wanted to actually give more than just your money, but your time and, 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 your, and your treasure, you could actually, you could actually help, we could actually help you get engaged there as well. Mm-hmm. So that's at unitedway.org. We encourage people to check that out. We'll also make sure we get a link on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org. If if you want to go there, we'll connect you with some of these things that, that Ed has been illuminating for us. And Ed, you had mentioned that you feel like the pandemic has, has been, not that it's been a good thing, that there's been a bit of a silver lining in it, that we've learned some things from it. It, it feels like there's a note of hope in your voice. Do you feel like going forward, this region's going to be in a better place? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I think even before the pandemic, you know, we, we our, our region has gone through some significant dislocations going back to 2014 and 15 with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with the social uprisings in Ferguson and, and whatnot. And I think over each year, we kind of, each, each iteration, we learn and lean into these issues from a variety of different standpoints. Uh, for the last couple of years, we've really been learning and building muscle around diversity, equity, inclusion, and understand uh, how those issues uh, uh, impact our region as well. We're seeing some leadership in different areas around economic development, around public transportation, some other things, and uh, and 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 when and what we're kind of also seeing is that you know we're realizing that you know, for us to get where we want to be, we have to change some things. And uh, and I think from our vantage point, and I, and I know our leadership, our volunteer leadership, as well as our staff leadership, all of us have have the uh, privileges to sit on ver- various tables and convenings and be a part of various organizations. And so there's a sense where. Uh, I really feel, and I think we feel as well, that the region's pulling in, in the same direction now. Mm. Uh, so you see us all kind of pulling together within our, we're staying in our lanes, but we're pulling together in the same direction towards uh, sort of a, a better flourishing region that we all kind of have this similar vision for. And I think that the COVID-19 pandemic caused us to all, like whether it's with the 
the pandemic response team or the regional response team that's, that's kind of building the muscle to get us out of this, the work we've been doing uh, with the with the Health and Human Services Safety Net, the work that the that the new Greater Saint, Great Greater STO organization is doing around the economic development and the new jobs plan, we're all pulling together in the same direction now. And so as we get out of the uh, response to the crisis, there will be some new some infrastructure that will help us get to a better place. Well, Ed Bryant, I want to thank you so much for giving us a reason to be hopeful today. Some really good news and also some great suggestions of, of where we can spend our money. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Ed, again, is the Vice President of Stakeholder Engagement for the United Way of Greater St. Louis. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.